0: Lekutei Sichos, Chelikut Ches, Volume Eighteen, Second Sicha for Parshas Pinchas. This is a Rashi Sicha. However, it's a very easy Sicha, and in the course of the Sicha, we'll also learn the perspective of how the Torah was given and how the mitzvot were disseminated, and the machlekes uh, pertaining to this matter between Rabbi Yisrael and Rabbi Akiva. So if we look in the last part of our seder of our parsha, chapters twenty-eight and twenty-nine, they talk about in detail all the korbanos, all the offerings of the Yamim Toivim, of all the festivals. It begins with the korban tamid, with the daily sacrifice, the daily offering, and then it goes over to the korbanos musafim, all the korbanos beginning with Rosh Chodesh and all the other yomem Toivim. In fact, on Yom Every single Yantif and Arish Chodesh, we read from this Parsha in in the second Torah, which we take out, to read about the musaf. Then it concludes, and in fact, in our Chumash, it's the beginning of chapter 30, verse 1 of chapter 30. And it says, quote, Va'yomer Moishael b'nei Yisrael, Moishael said to the children of Israel, K'choyel Hashem es Moishael, like all the Hashem had commanded Moishael because the beginning of this begins with Tzav as B'nei Yisrael, command the Jewish people, so it concludes with telling us that Moshe indeed went ahead and told us all to the, to the B'nei Yisrael. The big and obvious question is, why does the Torah have to tell us that indeed Moshe gave over the commandment to the B'nei Yisrael? It's obvious. Would we have any reason to doubt to suspect that Moshe would not say it to them in the entire Torah so many hundreds of times it says Hashem spoke to Moshe saying and it does not conclude with telling us that indeed Moshe gave it over because it's obvious we understand that Moshe gave over this is the obvious reason that Rashi was prompted to explain what he explains in other words this is really what I just said is really the question that leads Rashi to explain The following says Rashi, why did the Torah tell us this? Why is the Torah tell us that Hashem that Moshe gave it over to the Yisrael So he says, La Hafsa this is in order to pause, to interrupt, so to speak, them to separate this matter from the coming matter, the coming matter that is the next Parsha. The next parsha is Parshas Matais, in which it speaks about all the Nidorim, all the vows. And over there it begins with, with the words, Moisha spoke to the heads of the tribes, and he said, so said Hashem. So that, in those, in other words, those are the words of Moshe. So in order to pause, in order to make a distinction, a separation, so the Torah tells us that indeed, Moshe, um related all of this to the Bnei Yisrael, and then begins the next parsha in in Rashi's words because up until here are the words of Hashem and the next partial of are the words of Moshe and therefore the Torah was compelled they had to pause I had to pause first you know and tell us that Moshe went ahead and told it to the Eden because if not so says Rashi then it would the the, the context would imply that maybe Moshe didn't say it to the Jews or that immediately when he spoke to them he didn't speak to them about this he spoke to them about the vows however there are several questions true that if it wasn't written that moshe in explicitly spoke to the people and gave them over this mitzvah we would have been able to imply perhaps mistakenly that moshe did not say it to them and he went straight into saying this the parsha of the vows however any question in order for there to be a question in order to imply something, you need to have some kind of premise, some kind of point of reference. Where would we have this premise? Where would we even have this idea that perhaps Moshe did not relate it to the Jewish people? In other words, why would we even? Why would this even come up? Why would this even be part of any equation that Moesha maybe perhaps did not share it with the Bnei Yisrael? Like I mentioned above, it's obvious always that everything Moshe saw to the Yidna, or else how do we know what we know? So that's one question. Another question, another matter that needs to be explained, is we know, and this is a rule which we're well familiar with, that typically Rashi does not quote the name, the author, of the saying, of the explanation, of the answer. When he does, it is because it adds, there's just some compelling reason for it, because it adds some flavor, it adds some deeper meaning, it adds an appreciation to what Rashi is saying. Why does he have to tell us that these are the words of Rabbi Ishmael? And the third question is that this is not the first time in the Torah in which Hashem commands Moshe regarding the offerings of the festivals. We have it, in fact, in last Chumash, in Chumash Vayikra, in Parshas Emer. If you look in chapter 23, over there it speaks about all the festivals and the observance of the festivals and it also mentions the offerings of the festivals and there too it concludes if you look on chapter 23 verse 44 it concludes with the verse hashem Yisrael. Moshe spoke the um festivals of hashem to the children of israel and of course following the rule in rashi that whenever there is a question in a matter Rashi will address it the very first time it appears in the Torah. In other words, the very first time there is the difficulty, the very first time there is reason for concern in Pshut Mikra, Rashi addresses it there. But there Rashi says nothing, absolutely no remark, nothing. Why didn't Rashi explain it there? If indeed this is a question, again, the question why Hashem has to go and tell us that Moshe spoke it to the Jews, Moshe said it to the Jewish people why didn't he address it here and the question is even stronger you see over here how did rashi explain it how did he answer it telling us because since the very next parsha, the immediate words that follow this are about moshe's own words that he spoke to the Yidin, his own words that he told them about the, 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 the laws of the vows of Nedarim, therefore Hashem was compelled, so to speak, to do it, and the Torah had to point out that indeed Hashem spoke this and then he spoke that. But if you look in Parsha's Emor, the question becomes even stronger, because there the, the immediate uh, proceeding Parsha begins with the words, Hashem spoke to Moshe. So it's obvious that it's Hashem's word. So why would I need to make this distinction like we do over here, like we need to do here in order to point out that Moshe spoke there, that Moshe spoke to, to, the, to, the, to the Bnei Yisrael, that he indeed gave him over this mit, the mitzvahs of the festivals. Over there, this reason that Rashi explains here doesn't apply. And then again, just to summarize, Rashi doesn't address it there at all. So the Rebbe explains. The reason why the question only arises here, here in our Parsha, in Parsha's Pinchas, and not in Parsha's Emer, can perhaps be the following. You see, in Parsha's Emer, meaning back there in the Book of Ayikah, the Book of Leviticus, over there, it was Im- immediately around the time when they erected and inaugurated the Mishkan, the tabernacle. Thus, perhaps, one can understand or one could have easily assumed that even though Hashem gave him the instructions regarding the Yom tovim, the festivals, and their respective korbanis, That perhaps Moshe didn't immediately give it over to the Bnei Yisrael. Why? Because there were other burning matters that 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 time was of essence that he had to address first, namely to give him over all the mitzvahs that they had to do in real time right then, right there. In other words, the festivals did not all apply until much later, weeks later. Even the, the, the immediate festival following that event was only two weeks later, Pesach. Moreover, If you look carefully in Parshish Emmer, you will find that it doesn't only speak about the festivals, it also speaks about various mitzvahs that would not take effect for another 40 years, give or take, until they, quote, enter the land, as they will enter the land, and then they will take the omer, the, the mitzvah of not eating from the new harvest the mitzvah of bringing the two two breads, the two special bread offering on Shavuos, that only took effect 40 years later. So therefore, one would have good reason to assume that maybe Moshe didn't immediately tell it to them, it's just that Hashem spoke to him, and Moshe later on found an appropriate time or maybe some kind of lull when there was no active mitzvah, and that's when he addressed it, and that's when he chose to speak to them about this mitzvah. And therefore, over there, there is no question. Rashi doesn't have to address it. Therefore, it's very well understood why over there, Rashi, um, the Torah tells us, Vayedabra Moesha, Moshe spoke to the children of Israel and told them all, everything that Hashem told them regarding the festivals and all their f- offerings. However, the question over here does still remain. Because over here... It doesn't seem to be in the middle of any particular event. It's just a narrative where Hashem tells us various mitzvahs that he commanded Moshe to tell the children of Israel. And therefore, what reason would we have to assume that Moshe did not say it to them? And that's why Rashi says what he says. That he tells us that over here it was in order to make a distinction, to make a clear separation between our Parsha. And tell us that Moshe finished with this and he d- indeed spoke to them. He gave it over to them. He related it to them to the, and, and to make a separation for the next parsha, in which it says that Moshe spoke his own words, telling them a mitzvah which he had once been told already prior to that time. Now we can better understand why Rashi brings the name, the author of this saying, of this answer. You see, in order to better understand this, let's first take a moment to learn about a machlokis, a debate in the talmud there's a debate about the general dissemination of the mitzvahs and the general teachings in other words the process of how the torah was delivered to us especially from mount sinai from har sinai from adam torah until and during throughout the 40 years that they were in the desert rabbi ishmael says that the general general categories that means the generality of the mitzvahs were said to moshe at sinai at sinai meaning at mount sinai and the 40 days and 40 nights that he was there and then all the details of every single mitzvah meaning the details as we see them in the torah as they appear all the mitzvahs play step by step by step by step by step All that was related to Moshe again. And in other words, Hashem told him the details at whatever time he told him throughout the 40 years. And at those times, he related it to the Jewish people. However, Rabbi Akiva, he learns differently. He learns that there was actually a three-pronged process to this uh, delivery of the Torah. He says like this, When Moshe was on Mount Sinai, upratois he, reg- he received both the general categories and all the details throughout the time that he was at Mount Sinai. Imagine the whole title compacted into 40 days and 40 nights. He received it then. However, it was nishnu. It was again repeated throughout the 40 years at the oil Moyet. At the Oyo Moyet may- means the 10th of meeting whenever Hashem met with him. And then again, and then again, when... Prior to Moshe's passing, as we'll see in the next Chumash of the Torah, this is in Arvois Mo'ev, in the plains of Mo'ev. Prior to this, this is, this is literally the launching place from which Moshe passed away and then they went into Eretz Over there, Moshe repeated them a third time. Now, what is the difference between the two? You see, according to Rabbi Akiva, there wouldn't be a question here in the first place. Why wouldn't there be a question in the first place? You see, because according to Rabbi Akiva, everything was said at Mount Sinai. And then later things were repeated, were repeated by Hashem or were repeated by Moshe. In other words, both had to happen. Those things that Hashem repeated to Moisha throughout the course of the time, and obviously Moshe repeated to the Jews, and Hashem chose to explicitly tell us about it in the Torah. And then there were things that Moisha remembered and said, oh, I got to teach it to them, and he found the right appropriate time to teach it to them throughout the course of the 40 years in the Tenth of Meeting. And thus, according to Rabbi Akiva. It's, it's, it's somewhat, you can say, arbitrary. Sometimes the Torah says only the fact that Hashem if, if focuses in. In other words, specifies that Hashem spoke to Moshe. Sometimes it focuses in on the fact that Moshe spoke to the children. And sometimes both. So it's, it's, it's arbitrary. So over here you have both. But according to Rabbi Ishmael, that according to Rabbi Yishmael, in the place that the Torah says a specific, detailed um, uh, 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 command, about the mitzvah, it's about a particular mitzvah, according to Rabbi Shmuel, that is the place where A, Moshe learned it in the first place, because remember, he wasn't told all the details originally, according to Rabbi Shmuel, and therefore B, he said it over to the people. Why would it make sense? Because if Hashem tells him now, I am telling you this mitzvah, it's obvious that Moshe goes and understands that this is the time to teach it to the Jewish people, for whatever reason, and therefore he goes ahead and he teaches it to them. So therefore, the question that we had in Rashi, I mean the question that Rashi had, and therefore that necessitated the answer, is only according to Rabbi Ishmael's approach, is only according to Rabbi Ishmal's opinion. And therefore Rashi emphasizes the name of Rabbi Yishmael, because only according to him is a question. However, we could still, still have some kind of interesting inquiry based on the famous rule that we already know of that there is no quote earlier or later in the Torah meaning there's no definitive chronological order in the Torah and not necessarily that everything as it appears in the Torah was in that order of chronology that it was said then or happened then exactly the way it appears in the Torah and therefore had it not said this verse Vayomer Moshe that Moshe said it to the children of Israel that he indeed gave it over to them I would have maybe assumed that perhaps this commandment was said at some other time maybe even in the original mention of the Torah remember in the book of Vayikra in the book of Leviticus where it speaks about the festivals and their respective offerings I would have maybe surmised that perhaps this Parsha here too was already said then it's just that for whatever reason it's being repeated, but it doesn't didn't happen right here, right now, at the end of the 40 years. At the end of the 40 years when Moshe, remember, we're very getting very close to the time that Moshe is literally now months away from passing away. Remember, just to remind you, Miriam passed away already, Aaron passed away already, and now Moshe is the last man standing, so to speak. And we know it's just a matter of time. Hashem had already said you're not going to enter the land. So... I would have not known when this happened I would have thought maybe perhaps it was said before or was said at some other time and just happens to be mentioned here for whatever reason Hashem chose to do so and therefore the Torah tells us no Moshe spoke it to the children of Israel to give us an idea for whatever reason Hashem wants us to know this information that in this particular juncture right here right now in this real time so to speak is when Moshe received this commandment in full detail and he gave it over to the um, to the to the uh, children of Israel. So that we have some. We have very interesting. We have a very interesting thing that we know something that there's a distinction between last time the festivals are mentioned and this time. And that's why we the Torah is emphasizing that this is two separate two separate things. And we're actually going to see and appreciate this better in the actual verbiage, the choice of expression. In that parsha, verses here, remember in both places it concludes with the verse telling us that Moshe spoke or Moshe said these words, meaning everything that Hashem commanded and regarding the festivals to the Bnei Yisrael. However, there that that is back then in Parsha's Emor, Moshe said it says in the Torah, "Va'yedaber Moshe," and Moshe spoke. In our parsha, it says Vayoymer Moshe, and Moshe said. We know nothing is arbitrary in the Torah. Why the difference? Spoke, said, and you're thinking, what's the difference? Well, there is a difference. We know that "Vayedaber" the word "Vayedaber" usually connotates more of a stern or firm expression of speech, which is usually associated very, very intimately with a commandment, do this, you must do this, and also it reflects the fact that it's something that is constant. It is always, without getting into detail. But that's what Vayadaber typically means when it says in the Torah, any mitzvah that says begins with Vayadaber means that it's something that's constant and applies always. Versus Vayomer, Vayomer which means, and he said, that's already more of a soft expression. And it's almost like somebody relating a matter, somebody giving over information. It's not so strong, it's not so definitive, it's not a directive, a firm one, at least, albeit. And this is the reason for the difference between here and there. You see, in parsha's Amor, in that parsha, the primary discussion, meaning the 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 majority, the emphasis of most of the mitzvah that's being discussed there, is not so much the offerings as much as the actual observance of the festivals. It speaks about the observance of the festivals, the various observance associated with the festivals, and it also mentions the offerings, the Karban Musaf of the festivals. Whereas in our Parsha, the primary objective is obviously the offerings, of the respective festivals. And it also mentions the obligation, the mitzvah of observing the festivals, of not doing any work, quote, not lota, tasu But otherwise, the main emphasis is the offerings. And this is the reason for the distinction. You see, when we speak about the offerings, as it was in the case in Chomesh Vayikra, in Parshas Emor, sadly, we know very well that the offerings are not forever. There are times when there is no offerings, when there's no basamiktash. It's not forever. And therefore, already in the beginning, I'm sorry, in our in our parsha, forgive me, in our parsha, which speaks primarily the emphasis primarily is on the offerings, therefore it says Vayomer, because it's not going to apply for all times. It's not absolutely constant. And it's not in our, so to speak, reach in order to, to be able to implement this at all times, in all places. Versus Parshas Amor, where the main emphasis is on the observance of the festival, the actual celebration of the festival, the actual Lotasu Malacha, that applies in all times, in all places. And it's a constant thing, and there's a firm command, you must do this, because this is in our reach, this is in our ability to implement. Another very interesting point that Rebbe does add, which actually I, I must add, uh, is, uh, is apropos to our times as we now, this week, when we read Parshas we Pinchas, we're reading the beginning of the three weeks, that the reason why when it comes to the offerings, Hashem relates to us, how Moshe related it to us, by means of saying Vayomer, which, like I said, is a soft expression because in it is also camouflage, is hidden, the Vayomer of Hashem, that soft, so to speak, begging request from Hashem himself, that Hashem asks us, Hashem wants of us to please indulge in the study of and about the offerings. Because Hashem knew already from the get-go that not all times there will be actual offerings. Not all times will we have the ability to offer the karbonis in real time. And therefore already from the beginning Hashem said to us, Vayomer, that please, I ask you, talk about the offerings, learn about the offerings, and that will be considered in the place and as if you would brought these offerings in an, even in a time when you're not able to. And certainly that will bring to the ultimate time when we will indeed be able to bring the carbonus in real time in actuality.